Welcome to the Evergreen RX, your prescription for living well. Here, we're all about self-exploration, intentionality, and working with our mind, body, and soul for healing and growth. I'm your host, Hayden. I'm in my 20s and in search of connection, fulfillment, and ways to make sense of the world. If you're down, join me as I explore tools to bridge the gap between external reality and our deep inner worlds, discovering our own prescriptions for health, wholeness, and expansion. All right. Hello. Welcome back to the Evergreen RX. I'm very excited today because we have a guest joining us to talk about pursuing your life purpose. Uh, We've got Karen Cooper. She started out in corporate finance and then had a really profound uh, life-changing experience that put her on a new path and uh, towards a new career, now working as a medium and an energy healer. She incorporates Reiki and intuition into her practice with clients. And additionally, she's just a wonderful person and a great conversationalist. So I'm very excited to have Karen here today. Hi, Hayden. Thank you. It's my honor to be here. And I'm really um, happy that you're um, taking on this endeavor and really excited to be a part of it. Yeah, thanks. So I think we can just kind of jump right into a little background on your experience. It happened about a decade ago. Is that so what's interesting is um, I would say that it's not particularly one specific experience that changed the course of my life, but more a culmination of things. And so if you want, I can speak a little bit to that now around how that seemed, how that unfolded as much as I can um, articulate it at least. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I I believe that, um, well, as far as mediumship, which, you know, and a lot of people aren't even familiar with the term medium or mediumship. So I'll just, um, the way that I describe it is that just the ability to connect with others um, that are not in this realm, on this earth with us who have passed. Um, And for me, that experience is with um, people and also with animals as well, which um, was really like a nice surprise for me when that started um, opening up for me. But um, what I um, what I believe is that this is something that was always with me. And, you know, I, I do believe we all have our intuition, our knowing, our, I call it our divine wisdom, and that our life experiences um, as we're growing up, when we're, when we come to this earth, when we're born, when we're little, you know, you see this in small children all the time, Mm -hmm. how they just seem so clear and they, you know, or they'll talk to imaginary friends or they'll, you know, speak of relatives who have passed that they didn't know, just all sorts of things like that. And, um, I think that this is something that was always really open for me. And, but what was interesting as I look back on it is that I didn't have, I would say the, um, environment or, you know, nurturing of that. There, there, there wasn't anywhere to talk about that. You know, I grew up in a small town in South Texas and definitely there wasn't a lot of talk about things like, at least around where I was around, you know, just intuition or healing or energy healing or anything of the sort. So um, 
I think when I was probably around uh, before middle school, um, I realized that there was something a little bit different than others. I kind of thought it was such a normal thing. And when I think I realized, wait a minute, I don't think everyone's experiencing this. I just sort of shut down to it. Mm. And I, you know, and I think a lot of my experiences along the way, there's all kinds of things, losses and challenges and just, you know, the world when we're younger, just kind of coming at us. And so for a very long time, I didn't have any experience. I I would say I definitely wasn't really open and listening to my intuition. I -hmm. was definitely up here. (laughs) And um, so I, but things would ever once in a while, something would peek through and I would be reminded and I would think to myself like, oh yeah, there's that weird part about me. Okay. And then push it to the side. So I went about, you know, my life and I studied finance in college and just kind of went on a track and was definitely not even really, not that I wasn't interested in something like this, but I certainly wasn't looking at it for myself. But I think then um, there was a point in my life where I started and, and, you know, I think it probably came from some challenges, but I started really being introduced to doing my inner work, Mm. which is what I would just refer to as like, just uh, like being mindful and exploring our emotions and, you know, looking back at experiences from our developmental years and things like that. And as I did that, it, everything just sort of blew open for me. Mm. And so that's, you know, that's why it was kind of a culmination, but I would say it was having the experience of through challenges and even, um, through, and then for me to step into it a little more had to do with me actually going through, um, a divorce, which was something that I wasn't planning. And I, you know, it kind of just unfolded that I got sort of put on this trajectory. So Mm. I think that happens um, if we're, if we're open to listening to our calling, which is always interwoven in whatever we're doing anyway. But if we're open to it, we absolutely get led or I sometimes feel like in my case, I got like, sort of dragged kicking and screaming a little bit, but I'm (laughs) happy I'm here. Yeah, I feel like I've heard other people talk about kind of that experience of like, yeah, it was gonna happen. It was gonna, uh, come into my life no matter what. And I thought, I think it's interesting, you know, you said you would get little peaks um, Mm -hmm. that would remind you of this experience, this like gift that you have. What would those look like? Do you have any examples? Yeah, I do. Um, So uh, a lot of times it would come uh, and I would, as a dream, I would, well, I would convince myself that it was a dream. It would be in the, those very early, maybe waking hours when we're kind of in between states. And I would be aware that there was maybe someone that I had known, I'm thinking of a good friend in particular, just sitting over in the chair in my bedroom, you know, I was like, okay. And then I would dismiss it or or Mm. I would have more more, um, kind of uh, pronounced things. Like once I went to have a facial and I had not met the lady before the esthetician and she was um, talking beforehand. For some reason, she said something about, Um, And this kind of gave me the tone of who she was, but she said something about, I think all of this 
everything happens for a reason is bullshit. And I was like, okay, but I, you know, we, I don't even remember what our conversation was about, but it was not anything deep and meaningful, but I think I was just being shown, you know, what, where her belief system was, I guess. But then when I was having the facial, she had put something over my eyes and I was just lying there relaxing. And I heard ask if her sister was named after her grandmother. And I just remember feeling very unsure and thinking like, "Mm, no, I didn't, you know, and then it was louder. (laughs) Ask if her sister was named after her grandmother. And so I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is someone who's just shown me she's not open to stuff that seems (laughs) a little weird. Um, But it was almost like I really didn't have a choice. Mm. And so I just sort of, you know, blurted out, was your sister named after your grandmother? Which by the way, we hadn't spoken about her having a sister. This was not like I built it into the context of, (laughs) and she said, yes. And then said the name or whatever. And then it just got really quiet. And remember I have something over my eyes, so I can't even see like if she's looking aghast or what. And then she said, wait, why did you ask that? So I had to kind of just like open up and be a little bit honest. I said, I'm not sure, but every, sometimes I have this thing that, you know, just sort of happens. And then as I'm saying that, and I'm opening to it, her sister was present and her sister had passed when they were young, they were, she and her sister, and I believe it was her brother were with a babysitter and going somewhere in the car. And she had fought with her sister about what seat they wanted to sit in in the car and they had had an accident and unfortunately her sister was pat had passed and she had carried guilt this this lady had her entire life that it was her mm. fault because she sat in the other seat or because she fought with her sister so it was like really her sister was coming and just letting her know this wasn't your fault at all. This was my journey. You know, like there was just some very like healing message in that. And so that, that would be the kind of thing where when I'm saying peeking through, I mean, sometimes it was like blasting through in that way, but, um, but yet I still was like, Nope, not doing that. So, so it was different things like that along the way. Yeah. Wow. Even after that experience, you're like, all right, well, absolutely. Nice faith. I'm going to head out now. Exactly. I mean, I was very affected by it, but somehow I would just convince myself, I guess, of like, again, I think probably like when I was younger of like, yeah, that probably happens to everyone or, or just that that wasn't, that was just um, something that was um, not the, norm or not what I was supposed to be listening to, you know, and rather than kind of sitting with it and thinking like about how healing it was for her and how, you know, I was, you know, just delivering a message. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's a gift, like being able to deliver that message for someone else, like can bring so much healing. Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting because I know at the beginning you were talking about how kids grow up and a lot of times have imaginary friends. And I was thinking about that the other day. I'm sure some scientists would say they have an explanation for why children Mm -hmm. have imaginary friends and then they go away. But it's such an interesting concept. Like kids are very imaginative, but really imagining a whole other (laughs) person or interaction, like that's pretty complex for the age. Exactly. I agree. And I just think that's really interesting kind of thinking about 
you know, the idea that maybe everyone starts out being more in touch or just in tune yes. with, you know, what other whatever mm-hmm. elements there are, even if it's not people that have passed, just, you know, that yeah. innate guidance. Exactly. I agree. And I think it is, yeah, it does not necessarily need to be around mediumship, but I think it's basically around our intuitiveness or our openness to even, you know, um, with whatever, if someone, someone's higher power might be God, universe, source, whatever they may call that. I think there's that openness to that, that we just come here with. And so that's also with younger ones and little ones, you just, you know, that's, there's such a, a beauty to that. I really believe. And I do believe that when we, when we are willing to kind of like peel back the layers and look and sit in our own vulnerability, that that is always accessible to us. And I believe everyone. Uh, um, and so that's why I think I, it seems like a lot of people and what I'm really happy and excited about is a lot of people that are younger, like in their twenties or thirties, my clients are a lot of them are in that age range and they are doing that searching or just the opening to, or the questioning that I, I didn't do that at that age. And I'm really excited for a lot of people now that are, that are embarking on that like you. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely Mm -hmm. seems more like people are opening to that. And I, and I guess that makes me curious when you, uh, kind of you really started to embrace your gift and and you know pivot your career and all of that what was the reactions of people in your life was, okay. and yeah. and maybe also what was the reaction to yourself and your own identity in that experience right so what i will say is that my well now my he, ex-husband but my husband at the time and by the way we're very dear friends and amicable, but I was really lucky because he was always, always, always super supportive of this side of me. And, um, and so, you know, this was not anything that I was ever, you know, or even growing up with, it was my mom and I, and I never shared any of it, or she probably would have been very supportive, but Mm. what the reactions were is interesting because I did my very best to keep it a secret. Even when I was shifting into knowing this is what I was doing, seeing clients, you know, like it was very, and and I will say even to this day for me to do something, you know, like I've done other podcasts, but for me to do something like this is definitely um, very much of a, a step forward for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, I just have not fully stepped into the place of, um, not taking any responsibility what other people's reactions might be to this. Having said that, everywhere where I have opened it up or, you know, where this has been, you know, someone's found out (laughs) what I do, it has always been a very positive reaction. And when I sit with someone or when I do share this part of myself, the part that has made it really easier for me to continue to definitely be on this career path is that it is, has always been received so well and it's been healing for the other person mm-hmm. and me as well. So there, I've, I've not had any negative um, experiences with it, which is interesting that I still um, keep a little bit of a low profile around it. Um, you know, my daughter will joke with me when I talk about my, my practice, you know, I'll say like, yeah, oh yeah, I think I'm going to, um, 
I, I think I want to build my practice a little bit more. And she says like, well, you might want to tell people what you do. <laughs> so it, it is, it's, that's part is a journey for me too. Yeah. It's funny because of that experience you talked about when you were getting the facial that it was almost like the universe brought to you a person that had just shared that they like were not into things maybe possibly that could be harder to explain or something and it was like pushing in your face to speak to that person and use this gift even like you know before you had fully kind of understood or embraced what it was I think you're exactly right, Hayden. I do. And I mean, it wasn't like I was wandering around the psychic fair, (laughs) you know, like, I think you're exactly right that I was just shown, like, even if someone may appear that they're not open to this, this is something that is healing for them. And, you know, I think we all are open to healing. Yeah, for sure. And there's so many different avenues. I mean, that's one of the goals that I have with this podcast and the topic is just exploring what all of those different paths look like. You know, I'm a more traditional, you know, mental health therapist, but like, that's just one avenue to healing. I think everyone is extremely helpful, but it's like really figuring out what works and what resonates and knowing that like, it's all in the pursuit of that idea of healing and just finding more peace or fulfillment in our lives. That's right. I agree. So I wonder, um, what was it like transitioning from your previous career into your work as a professional medium? And maybe what ways do you feel like you were served by having gone on a different path earlier in your life? Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I believe that every, um, moment of our lives are imperfection, um, whether it seems like that the moment or not. And, you know, so I do know that not having come to this or not having moved this in to being my career or being on this path earlier is because I absolutely wasn't meant to be. So I know that the other aspects of my life have served me. And, you know, I I do, you know, even when I go to that place of like, why didn't I open to this earlier? I really understand why. And, you know, there's all kinds of things because there's lots of experiences I think that I also needed to have in order to step into this fully. I mean, even just having um, my, a, a finance degree and background, you know, that helps me with having a business. Like there's lots of things that I take from the way that I used to do things to the way I do now. And I'm exactly the same person still. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't like I had a big personality shift or a big, um, you know, I, dress the same. I, you know, I, I don't come out in a cloak with a crystal ball. (laughs) So I think uh, absolutely that everything that led up to this was in service. Some things I may not be as aware of as others, but I think that's true for all of us that we're always preparing in whatever way, whatever we're doing. And so I think the more that people though, can be open to knowing that just because I'm doing something career-wise or otherwise, relationship-wise, career-wise, just because I'm doing that in this moment or this part of my life does not mean that this is just like I'm locked in and this is what I will always do. If I think if sometimes if we think of it as like, oh, this is my stepping stone for the next thing, you know, like always just being open that there's something else that I might be being invited to do, but it just comes from this place first. 
Mm, I love that. I feel like that's so encouraging for, you know, I see a lot of people get really stressed or bogged down with figuring out what it is that they're meant to do, what they're supposed to do. And if you're having, you know, more trouble finding what that may be, it can feel like it's like, oh, I'm just like flapping around and it's like, this could be a waste of time or, you know, I'm not getting any closer to my goal that can cause people so much, so much stress. And I think what you're saying about, you know, all of it being in service and exactly as it's supposed to be and um, leading us kind of on the never ending like stepping stones, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of the pressure off. Absolutely. I have a lot of clients that have experienced exactly what you're saying. They feel like they're either stuck or they're, you know, like I haven't gotten where I thought I'd be, or I'm doing this, but I just don't feel fulfilled or, you know, and, you know, when I sit with a client, I'm very clear. This is not Karen Cooper sitting across giving advice. I'm just opening to what is there for them. And, and I will say every single session that I do without exception, there's always something or sometimes many things, some healing, some insight, whatever it might be that I also needed to hear. So every Mm -hmm. time it is a reciprocal process and you probably find that in your work too. There's Mm -hmm. always something for me, but a lot of my clients and, you know, especially this kind of, for me, the younger ones, they are what I love is that when they're in that place of thinking like, this is what I'm doing forever, I'm not happy, or I don't even know what I'm doing yet. If you open to like the listening and the guidance around that, I think a lot of times they're very, very pleasantly surprised that, yeah, this is what I'm meant to be doing in this moment. That doesn't mean the next, but sometimes we have to get really uncomfortable to even want to shift anything. And Mm. so I think that's part of it too. So if we weren't doing whatever it is, let's just say we weren't doing this one job or something and feeling uncomfortable or feeling unsatisfied or feeling like there's more, we wouldn't explore. And so it's all, it's all necessary is kind of how I look at it. Yeah, that's so true. And I mean, I think that, you know, what you're talking about with clients when they do open and realize, okay, this is exactly, you know, where I'm supposed to be at this time. There's that like resonant feeling in our bodies when something feels true and when it doesn't. And everyone can feel that even if like it's a newer experience really tuning into it. And yeah, I don't know. I just think that, um, when you open to like really believing that things are unfolding as they should and being open to just kind of like the play of what that might look like, I feel like that's when things happen that are just so amazing of like, oh my God, I I met this yeah. person when I worked at, you know, a restaurant and now it's come back around and they're doing something they're working at this new company that I was applying to and I saw them, you know, where it's all of these connections Absolutely. on like how random. Absolutely. And yet not random at all. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I think it's when we can sit in the trust with a capital T that all of the things like seem to fall in place or show up or whatever. So I think it's a really important part of it. And thank Mm. you. That was the reminder I think I needed to hear today. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I totally get, I, I would say the same thing with being a therapist when I'm with clients, sometimes they'll say something and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to like unpack that later after this because it's exactly what I needed to hear. And it's like such a cool experience. So I wonder when you were kind of 
reordering your life or just maybe not even that dramatic, but just shifting into this new phase of your life, what really empowered you in that process or what did you anchor to, um, you know, with who Karen is as a person at her core that kind of helped make those transitions maybe easier? Um, I would say there were a couple of things that are coming to mind that were empowering. One um, was actually like what I was just speaking about a little bit earlier, like actually getting to experience the healing that was being offered to someone by this shift and by stepping into this. I think that for me and still is to this day is the most empowering part of it of like, I really will question to myself, like, who am I to even deny this healing that's Mm. coming through, you know? So that was, uh, I would say, empowering and a motivator. Absolutely. And then, you know, I've had some beautiful mentors and teachers along the way, which I feel like were very empowering. I, you know, I worked, I actually worked for this lady um, that is an amazing, beautiful medium and energy healer and teacher and, you know, intuitive healer and all these things. And it was so interesting because for a time I worked for her, like as, you know, in the office setting part of it. Okay. And, you know, little did I know that really I was meant to be working there, you know, to, and that's actually where I was trained as a Reiki master. And that's where I kind of, and that's where I first started practicing when she was like, Hey, there's an extra room down the hall here. How about, you know, so I think that was empowering for me too. just looking to, I would always encourage people to look to those others who seem to be doing something that you're attracted to, or that feels in resonant with you. And, you know, like just, we receive all the time. And so Mm. if we can do that, I think that's important. So that was really empowering for me as well. Um, And I think Honestly, for me, I believe that um, the fact that it was just the way that I feel when I do my work, you know, and when I do my work, sometimes I'll have people on a massage table when I'm doing more of the energy healing part of it in that sense. But most of the times it's, you know, just sitting across from each other in chairs, you know, like this, and it's conversation. And what when I I think something that felt so empowering for me was how centered and present and good that I felt when doing the work. Mm. Yeah, that that's so beautiful. And I don't know, I just think what really stuck out to me is um, kind of questioning, like, who am I to to kind of hold this healing back? I feel like that's such a good question that all of us can ask ourselves with whatever we're being called to do or even just when you feel like you're being like intuitively guided maybe and it's like, oh God, is this intuition? Is this just my brain? Is You know, there's so much, so many questions that can come up around that. Just kind of like asking for a second, like, who am I to to even understand how it all works? Like, you know, exactly. it's like, why? if I'm questioning if I even have this ability, then I should really be questioning my like, you know, place to, to doubt it a little bit. And like, right. Oh, I love that. Hayden. That's so true. You know, when we, when we are really, when our intuition is in full force and our brain goes, wait, 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 wait a minute. No, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. You know, uh, I think 
you're exactly right. Let's invite ourselves to question the questioning part of ourselves. <laughs> and also, you know, I think that for me, whenever, and, and I've had others ask this question, like, how do you tell the difference between whether it's your intuition or, you know, your brain or your thoughts or you're making it up? And I, I think for me, the answer that I kind of hear around that is that intuition never comes from a place of fear. Mm. And our yeah. thoughts or our, you know, brains going into overdrive and stuff. A lot of times it's a fear of like, oh yeah, but how will I make money doing that? Or wait, wait, how will I, you know, so that's not intuition, but the knowing part is, or the part that's calling. And I will say, you know, I agree with you. I think this covers so many aspects of someone's, you know, career or path that a lot of times I'll have people who they, you know, like, okay, so I shut down this part that was, you know, being a medium or having this connection, but I have so many clients who have creativity in all sorts of ways, but that they've literally like locked away. And a lot of times they're not even aware of themselves, but they have. And then when that's part of the uncomfortableness of like, well, I'm doing this now, but it doesn't feel right. And when that, whenever we're led, you know, in in our conversation or whatever, when we're led to look and I'll feel their creativity or I'll, you know, and we'll, I'll kind of point to that. A lot of times they're so surprised about it, but then they're, it so resonates with them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh yes, I love, you know? So I think there's that part too, just like knowing that, yeah, our mind is going, our mind is so helpful to us, but sometimes if we can ask it to just like take a little bit of a rest and let our intuition drive, you know, for a little bit, I think we can have a good balance of it. Yeah, for sure. Because it, it is so helpful. And I feel like recently some of the drive towards more spirituality, uh, it it can sometimes, I don't think intentionally like villainize our mind a little bit. I agree. I agree. Um, and I do think it's like, we're just learning how to rebalance. Exactly. And just like always being appreciative of our mind for allowing that. And then also noticing when it's kicked into overdrive or it's, you know, and just having, you know, I'd say this is a big one for me. I have like, like I'm such a thinker a lot of times and I'll have to like, I'll start to get you know, harsh with myself, or like you said, villainizing that part. And it's really more about just having compassion for it, because it, it's trying to help too. It really is. But I, you're exactly right, just having the balance of it and just, you know, letting it know, hang on a minute, I do actually know. <laughs> and then, and and then you can help me figure out how to get to this doing this, but, you know, not to have the fear of it. But yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a big part of the balance. Exactly. Yeah, so something I wanted to ask about, um, I think you kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, your slogan on your website is uh -huh. pursuing the authentic. And mm -hmm. I wanted to know what, um, why you chose that to represent your work. So I had that, you know, when I was having help with my website, which by the way, I'm needing more help with it. So <laughs> I, am, I am in the process of knowing that, you know, I want to expand that in different ways. But when I was having um, help with setting it up and everything, the pursuing the authentic really spoke to me because I do believe that what we're all trying to do is return to our true selves. Mm. And that is our authentic. That's when I say pursuing the authentic, I really mean pursuing our truth 
ourselves with a capital S, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think a lot of the work that I do, or I see, you know, with my clients in the work is they are, they're, they're yearning to pursue that truth. And so um, hopefully I'm an instrument in that, but that's where pursuing the authentic for me, that's where that comes from is it's pursuing our authentic ourself. Yeah. That's, that's so great. Cause I feel like kind of a overall theme with this conversation so far as, you know, the idea that pursuing your life purpose is so much larger than your career or your relationships, any one thing. It's really like pursuing that authentic part of you that yeah. like colors and influences every external way that you show up, you know, internally is, is what's driving you. And then the world that you create around you is really, you know, trying to, to harmonize all of that in some way that just feels really authentic and true to who you are. Yet Hayden, you just like articulated that so beautifully. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) it. It is, it is not just our career and it is not just, you know, our relationships is not, it's all of that. And I think that's where a lot of people get a little misled is they think finding their purpose is finding their career. And that is an aspect of it, but there's so much more. So it's more like finding your truth. And then that informs all of that. And it's a constant process, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I think it's so easy to get it mixed up because we spend a lot of time in our career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think that also goes to show too how important it is to find ways that what we spend our time doing can align with that and seeing it a part of the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. So that it, you know, we also feel that fuel of, of purpose as we, you know, have to go and and do our work and spend time. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think that's exactly true. I mean, you know, I was a medium before I was pursuing this career. So, you know, it was just a part of finding that part of myself and, you know, and being led to that. And so I love that. And I think that's really important for people, especially I think in their twenties to really, really know that like finding their purpose or having that yearning, the career gets to be a part of it and it will unfold into that, but really like going more inward, I think first before it can all then kind of come out and, and be um, experienced and expressed in all the other aspects of our lives. Mm, I love that because what you said too about you were a medium before you were ever professionally practicing and it's like you could have been a medium and stayed in finance your whole life if that's what you were called to as long as you were finding ways that your mediumship was able to influence that work or feel like it had you know a root somewhere in your life like there wasn't you know any rule that said oh you're you have the gift of mediumship. So you have to do this. (laughs) Exactly. And and even if you're creative, you don't have to be a painter, you know, like there's lots of different ways. If you're a teacher, you know, that can come out in many different ways. Rather, it doesn't have to be, you know, a third grade teacher. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's a really important aspect. And I do find in my work with people that what we'll kind of uncover, we explore things together, that that shows up a lot, but when, but it shows up in ways that sometimes they're 
you know, so relieved, like, oh, I've just been feeling so much like I love teaching online, but I don't want to be a teacher, you know, and then there's this whole other part that will open up for them that, you know, maybe they're meant to teach something differently or, and I think it's a relief for people a lot of times. Yeah. Cause you don't want to feel like you're going against something that calls to you, but also, yeah. yeah, there's so much more diversity within that calling and so kind of opening up to what that could look like. So I, I wonder – I wonder Actually, if you I have, have – other thing. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I have one other thing to say around that because I am kind of think, feeling and thinking about all the 20-somethings in particular and, and even beyond that, 30s. and But sometimes also, especially when we've just finished, you know, college or we're just finished graduate school or we're just – and, you know, I, I see this with clients, too, is that we feel this obligation to stay within the, the track of what we studied. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I've always thought this. I'm like, but we chose what we were going to study when we were 18-ish, you know. So um, I certainly, like, honestly, I never had like a love or deep interest in, you know, studying finance at, you know, college, that's just kind of what seemed like the smart thing to do or that, you know, but I think a lot of times people feel caught then after they're done. And what I will say that I've experienced with some, you know, young adults that I've worked with is that whatever their degree was in or whatever they've studied, that is also going to serve them, but it shouldn't limit them to having to stay within those confines. Even if it's a really specific degree, there is always, always room for more exploration. Mm. I feel like that would be so um, empowering to people that feel also like that idea that uh, if you get out of college and you're not doing a job that is in line with the degree you got, that somehow you like failed on that degree or like I'll hear people say that all the time they're like oh well I studied chemistry but now I'm in marketing so like super random nothing to do with what I studied like and it kind of gets put down yes and it's, exactly it's like exactly yeah right. yeah that's okay like you can have exactly. varied interest and yeah there might be something that uh down the road where all of that stuff weaves together and makes sense but even if you never really understand how mm-hmm. the path unfolded it's there's still nothing wrong with it Exactly. There was a time in my life that I was a flight attendant in Australia, you know, for like, there's just all sorts of these facets. And I, you know, whatever it was, I was learning and gaining and enjoying. And that was also important. So, yeah. Yeah, I think what you say there too about enjoying, just enjoying. Exactly. (laughs) Being alive. Yeah. So, I wonder if there's any advice that you would like to give out to anybody listening that might be, you know, searching for their purpose or maybe is feeling a calling and is is uncomfortable or is afraid or is not sure, you know, what to do. Yeah, I would say I would say particularly I'll speak to the if if someone is feeling a calling. You know, um, and a calling doesn't have to be like, you know, a clap of thunder and a lightning bolt and you know, you you're shown what you're meant to do, but a calling is that, that kind of niggling feeling that's, you know, there, or that we're, when they notice that they have a real interest in something and feel like, gosh, I just don't even know why I feel so passionate about this, or I love this, or I am interested in this. I would say the first thing is to allow yourself to explore. 
Mm. You know, like give yourself permission, even if it seems like it's something that is not um, a good idea or makes a lot of money or all these things that we can like tell ourselves or that are reasons that we need to just like, oh no, that I could never do that. You know, just let themselves explore it. Even if they just kind of try to trick their mind or that part of themselves uh, into, you know what, I'm not going to do it right now. I'm just exploring. Mm -hmm. And because I think that is a big key is giving yourself permission to dream about it, explore it, like literally do research about things or, you know, like just step into it. So that for me, and that's particularly that calling. I think that's like when we almost have a yearning sometimes for certain Mm. types of things. And then also just searching for their purpose. I would, one of the things that I would probably suggest is redefining it, you know, like no one has one purpose. Um, But redefining it is like, I'm searching for what it is that really, when I think about it, when I engage in it, when I offer it, that really makes me feel whole and resonates with me that I enjoy, you know, that's, that's the advice I would give because that leads you to your purpose or Mm. your purposes. And, you know, always so many people a portion of themselves or sometimes a huge part of themselves have a servant's heart, I would call mm. it. And so when we have that and we're not expressing that, just like the it, creativity, so many people that are so creative, when we're not expressing some part of ourselves, that's the part that feels stifled. And I think that's the part that feels like I can't find, I'm stuck. I can't find what I'm supposed to be doing. So let themselves listen to What is it, you know, like if you have a servant's heart when you're serving or you're even, you know, you're volunteering over here, the way that makes you feel will inform you of some things or like in your profession that I believe you have to have a servant's heart to be in in the work that you do, but you're letting that unfold. It's not defining you, but it's leading you to what it is that you feel like you enjoy and you're serving and and it's, you know, that that's kind of helps us sort of stay. We're always on our path, period. But it helps mm. us just our path open more to us, I think, letting ourselves explore. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I love that. It's so, like, uh, approachable, too. Like, even yes. if there's an idea, something in the back of your mind, just letting yourself see what it's like to, like, spend an afternoon researching it. I feel like exactly. sometimes we push those things away because it's like, oh, I don't know what to do about that. If I'm like supposed to, you know, if all of a sudden I was like I'm exactly super interested in like <laughs> being an astronaut, I would be like, I can't even look into that. That's so ridiculous. Right, right. But seeing what happens and maybe what other things that opens up to. And I think that like emotional guidance system you're saying too, like that's such good information on like, okay, I feel kind of good when I'm doing this. Like mm-hmm. I'm just noticing. And so seeing if you continue, if you keep feeling kind of good. And if it grows, like yes. it doesn't have to be that like slap in the face, like this is it moment. It can just be like stepping down further and further into something and seeing that it continues to make you feel a certain way that you enjoy yes. and just exploring what that could look like. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, we can be, uh, we can along the way when we're unfolding to we're always on purpose. Okay. But when we're unfolding to, especially in our, your twenties and thirties, unfolding to what it is you want, how you want to engage and express that in your life. You know, I think 
not forgetting the aspect of joy. Mm. Um, I think there has to be room for that because that absolutely joy is one of our ways into ourselves. Oh my gosh. That's perfect. Yeah. I feel like as soon as you said that, it's like, yeah, that's the key there that we definitely, you know, need to highlight in this process is just finding that joy. Yeah, for sure. Well, this has been so amazing talking to you. I feel like there's so much good information. And I wonder uh, if you want to share with anybody listening where they can find you, find out more about you. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. And plug your stuff. This is a good opportunity to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's been amazing having the conversation with you too, Hayden. I feel like it really helps me um, stay very connected and informed to, you know, a whole like, aspect of age group and a young adults and that are, you know, that are finding their way with all of this too. So yeah, I love, love, love to work. I work with people in person here in Austin, Texas. I have an office, but I also work remotely via FaceTime, Zoom, even phone calls um, as well. So I have clients all over the world and um, I enjoy it. It's, it works exactly the same in person and um remotely. I've had a lot of people ask me that. So I always like, so I have a website and it's karencooperhealing.com. And um, that's probably the best way to find me. Um, But I do have, there's a phone number on there as well. Um, So yeah, I would love to just engage with any of your audience as well, or answer any questions too. There's a, I think there's a spot on there too, where you can just ask a question like, you know, about my work or what it is like to do a session, stuff like that. And I'm very happy to have those conversations. Great. And I'll be sure to link that down below if anybody wants to find that. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. It was so great to talk to you. You too. All right. So I hope you found that conversation as incredible as I did. I just love talking to Karen and I'm so happy I got to share it with all of you. Um, So your dose this week. The question is to think a little bit about how you can infuse your purpose into your path. So maybe you're in a job right now that doesn't, you know, it's not striking exactly on your purpose, but you can look at the ways that you can still infuse that work with whatever it is that really does resonate with you. So maybe you love to care for other people and things, and so you, you bring plants into your workplace and you take care of them, you brighten up the space for other people to enjoy. Um, Just looking at, you know, like Karen and I were talking about, all the different areas of your life and and thinking, spending a little time contemplating what it would look like to infuse a little bit more purpose into what you're already doing. And my challenge for you is to explore over the next week what it is that brings you joy. So maybe some activities pop up into your mind. I challenge you to go do those activities, Um, but maybe you're just staying open and exploring what gives you that feeling, even if it's just a little spark of joy. You know, after we recorded, Karen and I both agreed that that piece at the end about um, finding that joy is so integral to, you know, the process of being on purpose, being on your path. Um, So really challenging you to look at things that give you that feeling and pursue them and spend some time just experiencing joy. 
I hope you enjoyed this. As always, any questions or comments or anything you want to share, um, message me on Instagram, send me an email. I'm always here. Uh, and I will catch you in the next one. Bye.